You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ryan Pace says every year that the Chicago Bears will draft the best player available on their draft board. But the secret is that draft board is shaped in part by what the team's needs are at different positions. And after the main wave of NFL free agency, Bears still have some needs they'd like to address on draft day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group. On the show today, a look at where the Bears stand from a team-building standpoint, now entering NFL draft preparation time. We'll discuss where the biggest needs remain, particularly from a draft standpoint, looking more long-term, where the Bears need youth, where the Bears need players more so for the future than necessarily immediately plugging those holes. You're not going to find seven starters in each round of the NFL draft. It's a little bit more of a long-term team-building process, so the needs are a little bit different than they might be in free agency where you're finding veterans to play right away. But we got to start with one of the more interesting free agent stories we've heard thus far, this involving a Chicago Bears player who signed elsewhere. Somehow, someway, the Reddit community, and particularly one individual player on Call of Duty, scooped Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, the whole NFL world, on where Rashad Coward was going to sign based on something he heard while playing Call of Duty online. It's hard to believe, and it's funny how it all kind of came together, especially as it sort of unfolded live. There was a lot of speculation about what exactly it was, and then eventually it comes out that it's Rashad Coward, but it was kind of fun to follow along the way. So a user on Reddit posted about what he thought was going to be a possible trade between the Bears and Steelers, that he was playing Call of Duty Warzone with random people on the internet, ended up having a woman on his team that he could hear on the microphone, you know, talking over live chat while they're playing Call of Duty, and she could hear in her background a man, presumably her husband, talking about a deal and how he would love to play in Pittsburgh. And so the Reddit user here, you know, he tried to ask her for his information and she was kind of beating around the bush a little bit. Eventually, she kind of revealed that her husband, yes, is an NFL player and was the one in the background. And this guy, the Reddit user and the Call of Duty player, pieced together that he plays in Chicago. He found this woman on Instagram and her live Twitch stream. She live streams for the public to watch 
when she plays her. It's, it's her whole thing. I mean, she is she is a gamer. I don't know if she's a quote-unquote professional, but at least an aspiring professional, if not already a professional gaming. And so this Reddit user said the last thing you heard was that if no one calls within the last 30 minutes, he was going to sign a deal. And it, he heard something about facilitating facilitating a trade, but that he would love to be in Pittsburgh. But like that was the limit of the information this, this person knew at the time, was that he could hear an NFL player in Chicago in the background talking about a deal with Pittsburgh that sounded like a potential trade. And so the initial speculation was that this was Akeem Hicks's wife or I guess girlfriend or whoever in this scenario. And that, you know, because he had been reported or rumored to be given permission by the Bears to seek a trade. And we kind of thought there was a chance he wouldn't be a Bear this year. And maybe we're still not 100% sure he will be. So it was like, oh, no, like, does this mean Akeem Hicks is being traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Of course, then it starts to come out here that instead it was Rashad Coward, the offensive lineman, the backup developmental offensive lineman as it kind of came together here. Eventually, uh, Rashad Coward's agent tweeted something out, said can confirm and tagged Rashad Coward's wife that can confirm that she is an entertaining gamer and that you should follow her on all the platforms. And then, you know, a little bit later, it was Ian Rappaport and, you know, the NFL insiders confirming that Rashad Coward signs a one-year deal or whatever with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But really wild way for that news to leak out that a Rashad Coward, of all players, just happens to be talking on the phone or whatever in the background while his wife was live playing Call of Duty online with just a random stranger who happened to pick up enough of the background noise and piece together enough of the information based on her Chicago allegiance of what exactly this could lead up to. And I guess, to be fair, the Reddit user and the the Call of Duty player didn't get 100% of the story and completely scoop everything Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and everyone else was trying to do. But clearly getting that news first, and maybe it's a lesson for Rashad Coward to not talk to his agent on the phone or talk to, I don't know if he's talking to the Steelers GM or whatever, not to conduct official NFL business in the close vicinity of his wife while she's playing Call of Duty Warzone online with other people who can hear and watch them. But it's just, you know, it's inconsequential, but it's just kind of a funny story of how NFL free agency news can kind of come together. It's not an earth-shattering player. It's not a player that a lot of Bears fans are going to particularly miss, and I don't think a lot of Steelers fans are getting any kind of grand expectations there, but good for Rashad Coward to be able to continue his career after the Bears declined to tender him as a restricted free agent. We had a feeling this departure was coming. We just didn't realize we would find out about it over Call of Duty Warzone. Doesn't get much more unique than that when it comes to free agency, although we've heard crazy stories about draft day and we've seen Laramie Tunzel and his draft day video and we've heard about questions that teams will ask players during interviews and things that happen with workouts and Ryan Pace's mysterious dinner with Mitch Trubisky and you know draft stories tend to have a little bit more of that spark free agency not quite so much but we'll turn our attention to that NFL draft and start trying to stack up the Chicago Bears needs with their upcoming draft picks next on Locked On Bears We're getting down to the last few games of the college basketball bracket, and that means the last opportunities to redeem your bracket and put a little money on these games to make up what you might have lost when Oral Roberts and Loyola Chicago and everybody busted up your brackets very early on. The number one place we recommend is betonline.ag. 
Currently looking ahead to Tuesday's games. Gonzaga, a nine-point favorite over USC. Michigan, minus seven versus UCLA. Moneyline point totals also available for not just college basketball, but baseball, NBA, soccer, tennis, hockey, golf, even college football and NFL futures, some NFL draft odds available for when certain prospects are going to be picked or who's going to be picked at certain picks. There's so many different ways to play at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Chicago Bears have their standard three picks in the first three rounds, which means you're thinking maybe you can get one starter for their rookie season to kind of step in and take over a spot in that lineup. And maybe out of the other two, you can get a a consistent rotational player who maybe takes over as a starter eventually. Like that's sort of the the reasonable expectations. Some teams you can see somehow go bam, bam, bam and grab three week one starters with their first three picks. And you're like, wow, that was a great start to the NFL draft, but not necessarily realistic to expect that out of the Bears first three picks especially if Ryan Pace does some trading in either direction. But regardless, the Bears can't rely on their draft to fill key holes in their starting lineup at this point. So then it changes a little bit of the conversation about needs. Because I think you could start looking around the roster a little bit and say, yeah, you know, you could use a better starter, at least as of right now, at safety with Deion Bush penciled in there, a better starting nickel cornerback ahead of Duke Shelley, Perhaps a, a better starting right tackle if Jermaine Effetti is going to be penciled in there. Maybe a, a better starting center with Sam Mustafer. You know, I mean, you can start to look at the lineup in a slightly different way than you might look at draft picks, where it's more of a question of long term. I'm going to need a starter in the future at other positions that might be a little bit more set right now. I think any conversation about Bears draft needs has to always have that starting point, or maybe it's more of a caveat at this point of quarterback, where, of course, the Bears need a young, long-term answer at quarterback. It's all anyone's been talking about all offseason in Chicago, and we don't have to rehash all of the points and all of the reasons behind that, and, of course, some of the difficulties that may come with finding that long-term answer at quarterback in the draft. But again, you're not going to draft your week one starting quarterback with the 20th overall pick, and definitely not in the second or third round. So, like, quarterback is still the top need, but we can kind of set it aside as, like, a yeah, of course, because a lot of teams need a quarterback in the draft, and not every team can get a good young quarterback in the draft. It's a limited supply versus a, a huge demand there. So setting quarterback aside, for me, it comes down to a few different spots, and I, I kind of have to balance a little bit of the present need and the future need, and we you know we kind of went around some of the key positions there, but I think... For me, it starts at offensive tackle. I just feel the least sure about that spot right now, that it feels like the Bears have said what they're going to do, right? It's like they've got Elijah Wilkinson in there, and they've got Jermaine Effetti in there, and realistically, that's kind of a competition to be your starting right tackle right now. Plus, long-term, we don't know how much longer Charles Leno is going to be a part of the plans, right? He's coming down toward the end of his current contract. Hasn't necessarily played so good that you want to reward him with a contract extension, but hasn't been so bad that you have to ditch him at the 
first possible outlet because I mean, they chose to get rid of Bobby Massey instead at this point this offseason. So, like, clearly they set something in stone there. But given the unknown and some of the concern with Effetti and Wilkinson at right tackle, plus you don't know what's going to happen beyond this year with Charles Leno, you need to get some kind of rookie offensive tackle in there. Not even necessarily to be your week one starter this year, but to be your week one starter in 2022. And I don't know whether that's the left tackle or the right tackle spot. You might need to eventually get new starters for both of them for next year. But like either way, I think that combines for me to make it the biggest non-quarterback long-term positional need just because I think you're going to have that big opening for two of them in the future. But, you know, I also find myself kind of feeling unsure in a similar way about cornerback, right? Desmond Trufant is here on a one-year deal to fill in for Kyle Fuller. But beyond that, you don't have a lot to write home about long-term at cornerback. You know, Duke Shelley, Kendall Vildor, day three draft picks that have shown you something to be encouraged about, but neither one looks anywhere close to ready to be a, a starting cornerback on the outside for this team. They might get some snaps in the slot here, but still a long way to go there. And you don't really expect fifth and sixth round picks to pan out in that exact way. The Bears don't really have a true long-term cornerback outside of Jalen Johnson, and you really need to have three. You need to have all three spots as solid as possible, and Trufant solidifies one of them for this year, but long-term, you've got a pretty big vacancy there. And for me, that kind of puts cornerback just ahead of safety next to Eddie Jackson because as of now, it's Deion Bush as your week one starter, and he's not... He's not here long term, but I guess he's at least a younger guy that, you know, if he starts this year and plays okay, you know, he could he could take over that role next year. You always you may you may still want to upgrade it, but if the plan is to roll with Dion Bush right now, I feel a little bit better about that long term, whereas there's there's not as much certainty with what cornerback is gonna look like in twenty twenty two and beyond, again, outside of Jalen Johnson. So like for me, the, all three of those positions kind of toe this line of need immediate help there, but also definitely need long-term help there too. And that, to me, is where I start, again, outside of quarterback as my biggest positional needs for the Chicago Bears. That doesn't mean, though, I'm not interested in potentially even drafting other positions in the first round. I don't think I'm limited to just a tackle or defensive back with the 20th overall pick. I think there's still enough need long-term at other positions that I'm okay with taking a better player at another position that might be lesser of a need, but just knowing that I am getting the truly better prospect out of it. We'll turn our attention to a few other spots where drafting a talented player still could be the better team-building strategy. Next on Locked On Bears. The Bears are just trying to find the right parts for their team. And I know when I'm looking for the right parts for my vehicle, I can always trust rockauto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. And I love just how deep their online catalog is. It's got anything you could possibly need for your vehicle. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. But all of that is really easy to navigate. I just enter in my car's make and model, and then I can quickly pull up all the parts available for my vehicle and sort between the brand's specifications and prices I prefer. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We're down to the flavorful four round of our Built Bar Bracket to find out which flavor of the world's best tasting protein bar is truly the best of the best. Because all the flavors taste good. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. But only one can win our championship, and it's the best of the best right now. Cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. Two of my go-to flavors of Built Bars. I just had a cookies and cream Built Bar right before I recorded this podcast. But cookie dough chunk, a little bit more of a limited flavor, and it has actual pieces of cookie dough in the Built Bar. And as much as I love the cookies and cream flavor, it's the cookie dough chunks that put me over the top and advance them to the final round of our Built Bar bracket. You got to try the flavors for yourself and then head on over to BuiltBar.com to vote for which one is truly the best. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON15 to save 15% off your next order. So we know where the Bears' biggest remaining holes still are for this year. But as we start to look a little bit more bigger picture, a little bit more longer term, and try and build this team up through the draft and kind of build your own, grow your own talent for the long term, you can start to find some other areas where it would be nice to add even a first-round pick at any of these spots in addition to the bigger needs because it's all quality talent that will help your team get better. And this is where this idea of best player available becomes important as opposed to just reaching for a player because you feel like you need an offensive tackle or you need a safety. So you're going to take a guy that isn't as good as some other players that might be available at positions that maybe you don't need as much right away but could still very well need that player down the line and to be able to draft one ahead of time to have him develop into when he is more needed tends to be the better long-term strategy in the NFL. So I look, first of all, at wide receiver. You know, you still have Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, and right now you still have Anthony Miller and Javon Wims and Riley Ridley, all of your top five options from last year. The only one that's not back right now is Cordell Patterson, and he wasn't even really a full-time wide receiver. Anthony Miller might not be here week one. Javon Wims, I guess we don't know for sure if he's going to be here week one, but you've got your two top guys. You've got some depth there. The Bears don't need a wide receiver right away for week one, the same way they could really use a defensive back or an offensive lineman. But when you think about Allen Robinson on just a franchise tag, just a one-year deal right now, and some uncertainty as to whether he could be traded or whether the team will really truly reach that long-term deal with him or if he'll hit free agency again next offseason and test the market, there could be a very big need to replace Allen Robinson in the very near future, which would absolutely bump wide receiver up. But even without a Robinson concern, even if they keep him here long-term, with Anthony Miller's pending trade rumors that haven't quite gone anywhere yet and just a lack of development from Riley Ridley and Javon Wims, the Bears don't have that go-to number three receiver in this offense. They, They only have two guys, and you know we've seen a lot to really like from Darnell Mooney, you know, it's only been one year. Let's see how his development continues to go and, and where that ceiling ultimately ends up. But there is definitely a lot of room 
to add more at receiver, to help Andy Dalton, to help Nick Foles, to help whoever your long-term answer at quarterback may ultimately be, the more wide receivers you can put around them, the better. So I think it's it's up there in that conversation as a position you can argue is a need and is even worth taking in the first round, as we've seen plenty of mock drafts start to do in addition to some of the offensive linemen and defensive backs that we've seen at that spot. Similar conversation at defensive end. Right now, you got pretty much everybody you had last year gone is Roy Robertson-Harris. They brought in Angelo Blackson from the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe not quite an exact replacement, but Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols. Your starting defensive line is back from last year. You have some of the depth with the Mario Edwards brought back as well. You're doing okay in 2021, all things considered. You got your defensive line together. But we've heard the Akeem Hicks trade rumors. He's been rumored as a possible release candidate still this offseason. That would definitely change a lot of those dynamics. But even as is, we don't know if Akeem Hicks is going to be here beyond next year. Bilal Nichols also coming up on the end of his rookie contract, presumably the team would want to bring him back. But Nichols and Edwards have not are not proven go-to defensive ends that can replace the kind of production that you've had from Akeem Hicks. And you can always use more talent in those positions, not only this year, but definitely then long-term when you start thinking of life after Akeem Hicks. Going from Hicks and Goldman to you know Nichols and Edwards and Goldman is just, it's not quite the same punch that you're getting up front. So there's a, a real need there to get some, even just some long-term rotational help. It doesn't have to be a first-round pick necessarily, but get another body in there, another pass rusher with some upside, some big, versatile interior defensive line talent. Absolutely, I consider that a potential need on this team. And same with edge rusher. You know, when you have Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and now Jeremiah Atauchu from the Denver Broncos, there's not a lot of opportunity right now for a rookie to step in and play a huge role at that edge rusher spot, but it feels like Robert Quinn is not long for this team. After such a disappointing 2020, it would take a pretty big 2021 for him to stick around on such a significant contract. The Bears would save a decent amount of cap space from releasing him next offseason. And we also know that, you know, as Khalil Mack gets older, he's just turned 30 this year. He's not quite over the hill or anything yet, but you can never have too many pass rushers, and the more quality guys you can work into that rotation, the better, especially if you start to have injuries there. It didn't feel like the Bears had a lot behind Mack last season. Travis Gibson, the fifth-round pick, there's some potential there, but it hasn't quite come together, and I could easily see an early draft pick on an edge rusher taking over as a starter opposite Mack in the very near future. Atauchu has the potential for that on his two-year deal, but he's been in the league a little while and hasn't been able to really hold down and establish himself in that role. And I think it's a little bit premature to assume that he can just instantly step into and be a really consistent, high-quality, every-down edge rusher. It seems like maybe this this number three frequent rotational role might be a little bit better for him and his production long-term. So I think I can, I can see edge rusher as a need. I can see defensive line as a need. I can certainly see wide receiver as a need. I think about the only places that it would be hard for me to use an early draft pick in this draft for just based on not being a need there. Tight end after drafting Cole Komet. Can't really see that. Running back, you already have three of them. I, I can't use an early draft pick at running back. And then inside linebacker, based on the contracts, Danny Trevathan is still going to be here another couple years, and presumably Roquan Smith on a long-term contract extension coming. Doesn't feel like there's a role for a linebacker here for at least another three or four years down the line. So an early draft pick 
not quite something I could justify there, but pretty much everything else, there is a need and there is a value to using even an earlier draft pick to add more talent there to build up your own depth as opposed to letting that position become a need next year or down the line and having to sign an outside free agent to fill it and all of a sudden have to fill the need at the time when you can work ahead a little bit here, build your roster from the bottom, and prevent those future needs from arising. That sets the stage for how the Bears should approach this draft process and sets the stage for us to move forward a little bit at getting to know some of these prospects a little bit better and the different dynamics of the upcoming draft class. So I hope you'll subscribe to Locked On Bears to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. In the coming days, we'll be joined by some of our friends from around the draft community. Coming soon will be Mr. Brian Perez of Bears Wire, one of the former hosts of this Locked On Bears podcast way back in the day. For those of you who've been following along for a long time, a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, and somebody who really loves the NFL draft in addition to his Chicago Bears coverage. So that's going to be a great conversation. We'll take advantage of some of our hosts with our college football shows, our NFL draft shows, and get to know some of these guys that the Bears absolutely already are getting to know. So I hope you'll keep listening and following along with us throughout the offseason. We're not going anywhere, even when there isn't much... Bears activity right on with a football game every Sunday or anything like that. The Locked On Bears podcast is here for you and here to help you bear down.